Any of y'all remember the uh, the scripture in Philippians where Paul said, I am in a strait betwixt two, desiring to depart, but to be with you is most expedient. Well, this morning I'm in a strait betwixt two. So before I even get in the word, we're going back to the Lord in prayer because I have two sermons on my heart. This happened to me before. I ain't, it ain't nothing new. The Lord does that sometimes. But um, we need to seek Him. We need to seek Him. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, Father, as humble as we know how. Dear Lord Jesus, we need you today. Father, I pray that you'd speak to your servant. I pray, dear God, that you'd hide me behind the shadow of the cross. Pray that you'd help me to be obedient unto the leading of the Holy Spirit. Father, you know the hearts that are here this morning. God, you know the sermon that needs to be heard. And Father, I pray that you'd speak through me today. God, with the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I pray, God, that you'd preach to your people. God, the Word of God, the, the Word of life uh, that Paul told us about. And Father, I pray, God, today that you'd help me to be humble, help me to hear the voice of God, help me to preach the Word of God, and Lord, I pray that you'd change hearts and I pray that you'd change lives this morning. Father, be with us today. Help us, dear God. In Jesus Christ, and we do pray. Amen. All right, turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 11. Uh, this is not where I was going this morning, but I came across this old sermon uh, that I preached many years ago. Uh, well, not that, not too long ago, but I know it's been at least two and a half years since I preached it. And uh, when I was... Uh, studying this morning uh, during Sunday school, uh, I came across it in my notes, and the Lord uh, steered me back to Mark chapter 11, and uh, I'm nervous as a cat this morning. <laughs> uh, the Lord does that sometimes, and uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm going to mind Him. God knows what, what needs to be heard this morning, so I pray that your hearts are tender. I pray that you'll be listening to what God has for us this morning. Mark chapter 11. Uh, I was uh, the sermon that I had studied this week was part two of Let Me Introduce You because uh, I didn't get to preach all of it. So I was going to preach part two this morning. Uh, but anyway, the Lord uh, has other things in mind, and I pray that you'll be attentive and be listening uh, this morning. Mark chapter 11, starting at verse number one, I'm going to ask you to stand with us for the reading of God's word. The word of God says, And when they came nigh to Jerusalem, unto Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives. He sendeth forth two of his disciples and saith unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as you be entered into it, you shall find a colt tied, whereon never man sat, loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met, and they loose him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, What do ye loosing the colt? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let it them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and cast their garments on him, and he sat upon him. Thank you. May be seated. That'll be all the reading this morning. What the Lord has uh, reminded me of this morning is of this sermon, and I'm going to be trying to preach to you uh, from the cult stance, uh, okay? 
In verse number four, it says, And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met, and they loose him. The Lord reminded me of this sermon, and I titled it uh, several uh, a couple years ago, Cross-Tied and Crossed-Up at the Crossroads of Life. So some of you this morning may be cross-tied, crossed-up at the crossroads of life, and you have met your dead end, okay? You don't know which way you need to go in. But I hope that by the help of the Holy Spirit this morning, that before I'm done, the Lord I will give you clear indication in which way that you need to go. Uh, first uh, that I see of this cult, uh, and, and I'm not even looking at my notes this morning, uh, but the first thing that I noticed that really stuck out to me this morning was by the door without in a place. Without in a place. That represents that he was without the city. He was not in the city of Bethany. They had to go outside of the city to find this cult. And so we, if you understand, I'm going to try and paint a picture for you. As a sinner, we are not welcome in the house of God. As a sinner, we are not welcome in the holiest of holies where God is. Now, you are always welcome as a sinner here at Bluebell Free Will Baptist Church, so don't misunderstand me uh, this morning. I'm talking exclusively in the holiest of holies where God abides, where God is. A sinner cannot come because of His holiness. If a sinner comes, he would be struck dead. In the Old Testament, uh, if there was somebody who was a leper, uh, if a woman had a bodily discharge, uh, if somebody had touched a dead body, if they had touched a dead animal, if they had, uh, there's many things in the Word of God, if they had partaken of an unclean animal that they were not supposed to eat of, then they became themselves unclean. And the priests of that day and time, they would ask those people to go without the city for seven days until their purification came, until they became clean. Uh, and some, even the lepers, there was no cure for leprosy. So the lepers would have to stay outside of the city the rest of their lives unless God worked a miracle and healed that leper uh, by the Holy Spirit. But this morning, I see that this colt, he is tied where two ways met without the city. And I don't know, and I can't remember this morning uh, on the, the geographical standing of Bethphage and Bethany, but let's paint a picture this morning. Let's say that this colt was at the stop sign, and if you turn left, it takes you to Bethphage, and if you turn right, it takes you to Bethany. Uh, but friend, you can't go straight ahead because... Uh, there's a cliff there, and if you go straight ahead, you are liable to find yourself in destruction. So this morning, friend, uh, you may be like this colt, tied up, cross-tied, and crossed up at the crossroads of life. Number one that I find this morning is that they found the colt. The colt was found. Let me say this, when I was lost and when I was without the city, when I was without the tabernacle, when I was without the presence of God, I was not looking for Jesus Christ. I was not looking for salvation. I was not looking for a better life. Friend, I was not looking for a holy God. I was looking for sin. I was looking for pleasure and the fleshly pleasures of life. I was not looking for salvation. But thanks be unto God. 
Jesus Himself came looking for me. This morning, I want you to know, dear sinner friend, that the Lord is looking for you this morning. He is searching you. He is searching to see where you are at. And He is hoping that you will make Him your decision. Amen. He, that's why He created us. He wanted us to free will, uh, freely choose Him as our Savior. He wanted us to freely choose Him as our God. And He wanted us to freely worship Him. He didn't want to force any man to worship Him for what is love if it's forced upon. Love is not forced. Love is a free will choice. And God gave us the choice by free will to love Him and to choose Him. But friend, in sin, and in the, in the darkness and in the mire of sin, a sinner does not look after God. He does not seek after God. But he continues in his wicked ways. He continues down the ungodly path of destruction. Uh, and this sermon may go right along with last uh, week on Psalm chapter 1-1. He said, uh, Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Friend, this morning, the Lord is looking for you. You say, well, preacher, I'm too far gone. I've got too much sin in my life. I'm just, I, I'm an addict. I, I, I've, I've done numerous things that people uh, think of me as no count. People don't look at me. They, they don't have respect for me. Uh, I am nobody to anybody. But thank God you are somebody to the only body. Amen. You are somebody in the eyes of God. See, this coat, he was useless, okay? He was not broken in. They had not got on his back and saddled him and broke him. He had a never, no man had ever sat upon this coat. He was of no count, good for nothing. All he was left to do was to stay without the city for the rest of his life. But the coat was found. Now, I've not ever worked much with horses. I'm sure Mr. Vargas has probably worked with horses a lot. Some other people in this room has probably worked with many horses uh, throughout their lifetime. But I can tell you this, that if you try and set on a bareback uh, a horse that has never been broke in, friend, you're going to come off real quick. Because they're stubborn. They're stubborn, and, and they're not used to somebody sitting on their back. Well, this colt, he was a young colt. He had never been broke in. He had never had a man sat on his back. And that is a lot like us. When we are in sin, when we are without the city, when we are without the camp, when we are without God, we are not broke in. We are not tamed. We are like a wild man. We are like legion running to and fro, cutting ourselves and, and, and lashing out and, and, and full of cursing and lying and deception and hatred and envy and strife. And we are all so vile and wretched in our sin. But thanks be unto God that when Jesus finds us, he is able to bring peace where there is no peace. He is able to bring satisfaction. He is able to bring love where hatred is. When He finds you, the coat was found. Said, And they found the coat tied by the door without in a place. Luke chapter 19. Y'all can turn with me. I apologize for not having it on the screen for you this morning, but uh, Luke chapter 19, verses 32 through 34. 
says, and as they uh, and they and they that were sent went their way and found even as he uh, had said unto them. And as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose you the colt? A lot of people can't understand why. <laughs> Why anybody would want to have fellowship with the Lord. You, you talk to anybody, uh, and especially in high school. I try and invite people to church. I try and invite them uh, to come with me to a, a youth revival or, or something like that. And they thought I was plum crazy. Why would you want to go to church? Well, you can't have fun at church. You can't have fun as a Christian. You gotta live, you gotta live your life. You gotta sow your wild tares. You gotta be wild and be crazy and be wicked and and enjoy yourself and and go and party and live it up. You can't have fun at church. You can't have fun as being a child of God. That's what these people are saying. He said, How are you gonna have fun with a wild animal? How are you gonna take care of a wild animal? Listen, you're gonna get kicked, you're gonna get beat on. And ain't that just like sin? Sin will beat you up, it'll kick you, and it'll leave you for dead. Verse 34, it says, And they said, The Lord hath need of him. The Lord hath need of him. They found the coat. Friend, let me tell you this. When the Lord finds you, it's because He has need of you. He's got something for your life. And He loves you right where you're at. In the midst of the filth that you're in and in the deep, dark sin that you're in, God Himself has need of you. And that's why He sent His only begotten Son to a hill called Calvary to seek and to save that which is lost. Luke 19 and 10 says that. It says, and the Son of Man hath come to seek and to save that which is lost. What a blessed promise. Because right where you're at, friend, no matter how far you may think you are, the Lord knows exactly where you're at this morning. And the Lord is able to find you and He is able to my second point, the coat was freed. When the Lord finds you, He is able to free you this morning. In a, a, a John chapter 8, this morning, John chapter 8, verses 31 through 36 says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And they answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. If you commit sin, then you are the servant of sin, and you are still cross-tied and crossed up to that doorpost, and you cannot get free. You will forever be bound. But when Jesus finds you, when the Holy Spirit of God comes and finds your soul, He's able to free you. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. You shall be free indeed. Listen, friend, I don't know where you're at this morning in your walk of life, but I can tell you this, is that when I was in sin, when I was a sinner, when I was bound to the sins in my life, 
that I thought that there was no way that I could quit what I was doing. There is no way that I could have quit and changed from the man that I was to the man that I am today. There's no way that I could have seen a better life because of the, the way that I was going. Listen, I had some wicked friends. Even uh, at a young age, they were doing uh, wild things because of their mamas and daddies. They were doing wild things, and they went down the same path as their mamas and daddies. And they're still, to this day, uh, living a wild life. Uh, many of them have been in and out of jail. Many of them are still addicted to drugs and different things. Uh, and I still never gave up on praying for them uh, because I pray that my life will be a light to them uh, that they'll see that Jesus, if Jesus can do it for me, friend, I promise you, He can do it for you. He can. If Jesus can set me free from the bondage that I was in, He can set anybody free. He found me. Number two, He freed me. As a wild animal, as a wild sinner, Jesus Christ, He freed me from that lifestyle. Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12 this morning, verse 1. It's now about that time here that the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread, and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quartillions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains. Notice that. Bound with two chains. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. Peter, the apostle Peter, a man of God, he was cross-tied and crossed up at this certain crossroad in his life. But certain prayer was made on his behalf. Friend, you're not here by happenstance, okay? I don't want you to think that you're here by mistake because somebody's been praying for you and somebody has prayed for you and that is why the Lord is looking for you and that's why the Lord wants to free you because somebody prayed for you. I thank God for... uh, Listen, I never got to meet my daddy's grandmother, my great-grandmother. She was a Sunday school teacher. She was a principal of an elementary school, but they said that she was one of the most godly women in my hometown. She wanted to talk about the Bible to everybody that she talked to. She wanted to share the gospel with everybody she met. And, and I'm the only preacher in my family, but some had even called my grandmother the preacher in our family because she was so full of the Holy Spirit. She, she lived such a spirit-filled life, and I believe that she had prayed for the generations to come in her family, that we would know who God is and who Jesus Christ is and the free pardon of sin. And I think that a lot of the prayers that my great-grandmother prayed is the reason I'm behind this pulpit today. And I thank God that somebody prayed for me because I can't tell you uh, where I would be if I followed after the course of life. If I would have turned the wrong way and went down the wrong path, I I, I don't know that I'd be here today. I might be in jail. I might be uh, some addict on the street. I might be homeless. I might even be dead. I can't tell you this morning where I'd be without somebody praying for me. 
Friend, please don't misunderstand me this morning. If you have uh, uh, witnessed these things in your life, if you have experienced jail, if you have experienced addiction, if you experience these things, please don't misunderstand me this morning. Uh, God still loves you. He wants you. He wants to free you. He wants to give you a future. Amen? See, when you're in sin, and when you are blinded by the darkness of sin, and when you are cross-tied uh, and crossed up at the crossroads of life, Friend, you don't know what your life is going to uh, bring forth. That colt may have thought that he would be bound to that post the rest of his life. I'm sure that no doubt in my mind that colt was thinking within himself, nobody wants me. I'm useless. I bring no value to anybody. But you know what? The Lord had need of him. You may be thinking this morning, well, I'm useless. I'm not fit. There ain't nobody that wants me. There ain't nobody that, that cares for me. There ain't nobody that's going to uh, 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 help me uh, uh, prosper. There ain't nobody going to help me have a future. I don't have a future. And friend, when you're in sin, that's exactly... As a sinner, you have no future. As a sinner bound by sin... This is the most heaven you'll ever enjoy. Because if you stay bound by sin and you never let the Lord free you from that sin, there's an awful place called hell where there'll be eternal damnation and you'll be bound by chains forever. But Jesus came to prepare a way of an escape so that He could take off the, the chains that are in your life today so that He could free you from that sin. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Friend, this morning you may be feeling a lot of condemnation upon you, but I pray that it's the Holy Ghost convicting power of God. Because if you'll just surrender your heart, and if you'll surrender your deeds unto the Lord Jesus Christ, He's not only found you, but He'll also be able to free you this morning. And He'll be able to give you a peace that passes all understanding. He'll be able to give you joy where depression is. Thirdly, this morning, not only was the colt found, not only was he freed, but the colt was given a future. The colt was given a future this morning. Think about it. A colt who had been tied up for a long time because of his uh, nature, because of his uh, wild nature, because he had not been broken in, because no man had ever sat upon him. I'm sure that when these men got close to him, he probably started kicking, and he probably started trying to defend himself and try to get these men away from him. And you know exactly when we're in sin, uh, before the Lord starts dealing with us, when somebody comes to us and try to witness to us, that's exactly what we've done, ain't it? We started kicking and bucking and trying to get everybody away from us because we didn't want to hear about this man, Jesus. But something changes when the Lord gets a hold of you and starts dealing with your heart. All of a sudden, you become acceptable to hearing the Word of God and hearing the words of Christ because you know this man is not like an ordinary man. And this man can give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, very familiar scripture this morning. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. Many of you probably wrote it in your yearbook. A lot of you probably put it on your graduation cap. Uh, but verse 29 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, 
saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. He came to give you a future. He came to rewrite your name in the Lamb's book of life so that your future can be a place called heaven, so that your future could be a mansion on the hilltop, so that your uh, 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 future could be with Him in the presence of God for eternity, so that your future could be uh, born again. In Psalms chapter 34, Psalms chapter 34, verse 30, uh, verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Verse 30, uh, uh, verse 18 of chapter 34 says, listen to this, listen real close. No doubt in my mind that the spirit of this animal that was cross-tied was broken. Psalms 34 and verse 18 says, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. That word contrite means crushed, means broken. Come before Him this morning broken. Come before Him with all of your sin, just as you are. Broken before an Almighty God. Crushed in spirit. Knowing that without the help of God and without the hand of God, destruction will be your destiny. But friend, Christ came so that your destiny could be everlasting life. Psalms 37 Verse 23 and 24 says, For such as be uh, 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 the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. If you'll let the Lord find you, if you'll let the Lord free you from your sin, if you'll let him free you from this crossroads in your life, he will hold you with his mighty right hand. He will uphold you with His hand and you shall never fall. Romans 8 and verse 28 says, For we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. What the devil meant for evil, friend, the Lord can make it good. The mess in your life, Jesus can turn it into a message. The test that you face in your life, the Lord can make a testimony out of. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, uh, uh, For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. For old things have passed away, and behold, all things are become new. See, this cult, the old things in his life, being uh, uh, stuck to a fence, not being able to enjoy life. And that's exactly what sin is. Sin paints a portrait that you are enjoying life, but really when you're done, it'll leave you for dead. It'll leave you miserable. When you're out of alcohol, when you're out of drugs, when you're out of the sex, when you're out of the gambling, when you're out of this and when you're out of that, you're left miserable and you're left wanting. But thanks be unto God, I've never been left empty-handed serving the Lord. Never. Because He gives us all that we need and He will supply every need according to His riches in heaven by Christ Jesus. Lastly, this morning we see 
that the cult, the cult was found, the cult was freed, the cult was given a future uh, because his future was to be a servant of the king. The king of kings. I mean, after all, he let Jesus Christ, a lowly servant, ride upon a wild beast back into a city where they laid palm trees and their, their uh, uh, coats and their garments in the road to let this wild beast and this lowly servant come in as a triumphant king. Friend, he came in as a lowly servant that day. But one day he's coming back as a triumphant king. He is a king of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's coming back to judge the world in righteousness and in truth according to the word of God. And if you are not in line with the word of God, friend, judgment will come to you. So why don't you just let the Lord loose you? Lazarus, dear friend of, and this story actually happened right after uh, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. But I love when Jesus got to the tomb and they rolled back the stone. He called him by name and said, Lazarus, come forth. He spoke to a dead man. And friend, if you're in sin this morning, you're dead in trespasses and sins. But I can hear the Lord calling you by name. Calling you by name, just as He did Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth. Come forth. What did He do for Lazarus? As Lazarus leaped to the door of the tomb, Jesus said, loose him and let him go. There is not a demon in hell that can keep you bound when the Word of God speaks and when Jesus Christ says, loose him and let him go. Friend, there is nothing in your life that can keep you bound to your sin when Jesus calls you by name and He commands you to be loosed and let go. So friend, as the Lord is calling your name, why don't you just come? Why don't you just let the Lord free you and loose you from that dead, from the grave clothes that is wrapped around you? And why don't you let Him give you everlasting life? Why continue living in a dead state? when you can enjoy life. John 10 and 10 says, For the thief cometh but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I have come to give you life, that you may have it more abundantly. What an abundant life I have in Jesus Christ. Is it always easy? No, it's not. But boy, it sure outweighs the days that I had in sin. It sure outweighs the misery that I experienced when I was a sinner. Jesus can give you an expected end. Lastly, this morning, and I'm done. Not only did the Lord find the coat, free the coat, and give the coat a future, but the coat followed. Ain't that something? And the coat followed. A coat that has never been broken. A coat that had never had any training by a man. Followed after the Lord Jesus Christ sat on His back. He done exactly what His Master told Him to do. Friend, that's what God commands of us. Is that when He frees us, when He gives us a future, He commands us to live a life pleasing unto Him. To allow the Holy Spirit of God to work sanctification in our lives. That we abide by the Word of God. That we read the Word of God. That we study the Word of God. That we live by the Word of God that we pray without ceasing 
and that when the Lord speaks to us, we'll be obedient unto His voice. But not only that, He calls us to a life of faithfulness, a life faithful to the Spirit, a life faithful to the local assembly, a life faithful to witnessing the gospel to the lost people. I talked yesterday at the men's breakfast on the importance of our testimony. And how can you have a testimony? Listen, uh, if you say, well, preacher, I've been in church for 25 years. And if you tell me that you don't have a testimony, then I would question whether or not you're truly saved. Because there has to be a testimony in the life of a believer. There was a testimony in the life of this cult. He could now say, I once was tied up. I once wasn't sure of my life. I was once uncertain of my expected end. But now I know in whom I have believed. And am persuaded that He is able to keep me until that day. I have an expected end. The cult followed. Where He leads me, I will follow. All the way, every day. That's what He calls us to do. Friend, if you're tired of living in the sin that you're, you're bound by, and Christian, even this sermon could, could be for you this morning. Because there's been several times in my life, especially living for, for the Lord, there's been a lot of times that I've came to a crossroads and what I wanted to do was before me. And what God was showing me to do was also before me. And I was somewhere in the middle. And I thought, Lord, what am I to do? While my flesh was pulling me this way, the Spirit was pulling me this way. Maybe that's where you're at this morning. You're in a straight betwixt two. And that's okay. I want you to know that the Lord is here. And He wants to help you make that decision. And I can promise you this, if you'll sacrifice your wants, that's hard, okay? Believe me, you think it was an easy decision for me and Cassidy to pack up and move 750 miles? No, it wasn't. We were at a crossroads. We said, Lord, we don't want to leave. We don't want to leave our family. But nevertheless, not our will, but your will be done. Friend, we are all going to come to a crossroads in life. And if you choose your way, you're disobeying God. But if you'll walk in the fellowship with the Spirit, I promise you, great will be your reward. What a blessing it's been. Yes, we miss our family. We talk to them regularly. But we have, in, we have gathered another family that is so precious to our lives. This church has been such a blessing. And to see what God has done in the last six months, it just confirms why we're here. It confirms why we forsook our father and our mother and we followed after, after the Lord. Listen, it's not always easy following the Lord, but I promise if you will do it and abide by the Spirit, great will be your reward. Because God is able to bless you in your obedience. But He will not bless you in your disobedience. Because obedience is better than sacrifice.